Should we get going? I think we should get going. All right, we're going to start go. a little early. Is that is all good about that? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thank you all for coming. Um, I'm going to start playing the music. This is sort of a third time we've done this, so I'm going to do the music intro. Ready? Okay. <laughs> Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. And I'm your host, Caitlin. And welcome to Star Wars Celebration, our live show. Thank you all again so, so much for coming. It really does mean a lot to us that you would take time out of the craziness that is happening to be here and see us live. Yes, it means so much. And uh, this is our first international celebration. And by a show of hands, who is from not the UK? OK, amazing. Yay. And from these people, is this also your first international celebration? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's, it's different. It's great. The vibes are great, though, even though it's, it's very busy. I feel like the halls are extremely busy, but how are we feeling? How's everyone feeling? Good? Good? Great. Are you used to the time change? Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> we got here a couple days early to do that, get used to the time change. And we're not. And I feel like it just it hasn't happened. But on day two, we were like, we got this. We're it's so, we're so good. good. We're so prepared. Like, we made all these right moves, and then it's like, wait, I don't, we're so tired. So. <laughs> so tired, so tired. Okay, but have, have you guys been eating? Yeah. <laughs> not as enthusiastic. <laughs> we have, which we is, I, if you've listened to our like celebration episodes in the past or any of our prep, we never eat at Ever. celebration. And this time we've made it a conscious effort. We're really bad about water still, but I just wanted to share with you that we've been eating three meals a day. Yay. Yay. <laughs> there is hope. You too can eat three meals a day at celebration. <laughs> So, and also, I just wanted to provide an update. We really wanted, in, on, the, uh, on the podcast, we talk a lot about how much we really wanted to buy some weird Jabba merch. Um, Caitlin bought a puzzle from 1983 that it's has Jabba the Hutt on it. It's 150 pieces. And it said complete, but like... Who's to say? Yeah, we don't Who's know. Who's to say? We'll find um, out. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. It was like, it was, it, all the pieces were in like a little Ziploc bag, you know, it's like in the box. It says complete, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It didn't come with the art print though, which is, it's, it's fine. Um, and then Brandon, Talking Bay 94, where are you? Whose panel is Oh right my gosh, his panel ours. is after ours. It's probably where he is. All right. Um, and if we're going there after. So if you guys want to come, you're welcome to. Um, but he sent us these, like, the, on the floor that there were these coin purses um, that had Java on them. And we bought them. Yeah. So They're like little rubber coin purses, orange and blue. Yes. Anyway, they're from the very last booth that we checked out yesterday. We were like, yes, finally, this is what we've been waiting for. And there were two, which is perfect. Yes, there were two, two of us. Yes, so it's amazing. Anyway, I realized that there are some people probably in the audience who this might be their first time at any of our events, hearing us. You might not know anything about us. I'm Charlotte. This is Caitlin. We've been friends, like, our whole life. And I introduced Caitlin to Star Wars when we were like 11, 12. Somewhere around there, a and long time ago. Yeah, I was pushing Star Wars on a lot of people and it really stuck with Caitlin, so here we are. Yeah, it kind of feels like it was an audition to stay a friend. 
<laughs> no comment. And, uh, yes, but that we've loved Star Wars ever since, so now we have this podcast where we talk about everything, thematically, in depth, sillily, if that's a word. Yeah. So we're so happy that you're here, and welcome if you're new, and thank you for coming back if you've been here before, if you've seen us before, if you listen all the time. So thank you. Okay, so I think we've got, you know, through all the pleasantries and stuff like that, but a lot of news has come out at Celebration, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today, because there has been a lot that has come out. Was anyone in the showcase panel? Okay. Anyone reading live updates from the showcase panel, if you weren't there? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was wild. We somehow got in, and it was insane. We're not going to go into details. Yes. (laughs) But um, anyway, we uh, there there was there's a lot to talk about, and I feel like we also are very cognizant over the fact that some of the stuff that was shown in that in that uh, panel, sorry, in that panel uh, was not made public, which is a shame, honestly. But um, so we're like very like touchy about what we want to spoil and what we don't, but we definitely have to talk about the movies. We have to talk about the three movies that were announced. So. Um, where do we start, Caitlin? I think, all right, let's go over which movies were announced. There were three movies that were announced. Star Wars is coming back to theaters. Theaters. I'm so excited. Did, did you guys expect a movie announcement? Yeah, I think, yeah, Charlotte really was like, they're going to announce a movie. And I, of on, course, it's been, was, it's been rumored I was pretty for skeptical. And once we hit, what was it, like 90 minutes of that panel, yeah. I was like, all right, we're It's we're not happening. It's not happening. We're about yeah. to leave. It's been great. Let's go. And then... We brought out all the creatures, all the Neil Scanlon creatures, and then... That felt like the finale, and then it was actually just like the precursor to the finale, so yeah. that was interesting. Anyway, I was expecting... For me, I felt like there were so many rumors about the fact that they were going to bring Star Wars back to theaters, which to me is so exciting. I think the television slate has been amazing, and I've liked basically everything that they've come out with. I can't think of one that I didn't like. Um, and I feel like... They've really hit their stride with that. We get a lot of great television shows, but I miss going to see Star Wars in the movie theater, so I was really hoping that they were going to, uh, I don't know, do something. And I know that there's there's some sense of, well, okay, they announced this, but like when? And I feel like we have to, like there's, there's a sense no of- dates. No dates. Sometimes there's like this intentional vagueness that happens at Star Wars Celebration when they announce things. And they, they get you so hyped. They get you so hyped and get you, you are so hyped. and send you out the door and, and then you're you like, realize you the know actually very little about what's coming next or a date or anything. Exactly. That said, we did get directors and I feel like we, yeah. So let's go through the directors. Okay. So first we got... So Kathy Kennedy brings out James Mangold, who is doing an Old Republic movie, which really surprised me. This one is the most surprising announcement to me, and also the one that I don't think leaked. The other two, I think, were rumored a little bit, and I didn't know how much stock to put into that, but I didn't read anything about James Mangold. I don't know if anyone else did, but I had no idea. And I, I think it's an interesting, and I think it says a lot of confidence in the Indiana Jones movie that was talked about at that panel, too, that James Mangold is doing. Um, Caitlin and I, you might notoriously know that we know nothing about the video games. It's kind of like our weakest spot. Yeah. So, nothing. It, we, we really know nothing. It's so, it's bad. But 
It's fine. I don't think it's bad. It's it's fine. It's just like we don't have that nostalgic connection to the old republic like so many people do. And and there's uh, very little we know about it. I think we know like the basics. We know like of course, the Revan but, and things like that. Yeah. But we know the basics. But uh, this is exciting to me because I like the concept that was brought forward. Um, a quote that was on StarWars.com, right, was that the movie will go back to the dawn of the Jedi. And I think on stage that James Mangold said it, it, it's going to be inspired by Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments, which I think this like biblical epic idea is really cool. Um, I'm really intrigued. I think this is a super interesting, this will be a super interesting film because we've heard so much about, I think through all of the eras of Star Wars, we've heard about who the Jedi were, who they used to be, who they are in a certain period right before they fall. And we've even heard a little bit about the ancient Jedi themselves too, but it's still kind of been a lot of a mystery, a lot of a lot of clouding, you know, the dark side clouds, everything. Um, but I think it'll be really cool to see kind of where everything has begun and where they really started kind of laying down some of these laws, you know, if we're talking about the Ten Commandments and kind of how they wanted to organize themselves. Because then I think it'll be really cool to be able to track just exactly how much they change throughout the years, you know, once we get to the High Republic, once we get to uh, the prequel era, and then so on and so forth. And then we'll talk about it too once we get down to the last movie that was announced um, <laughs> by one thing, when Charlotte and I were talking about this, one thing that it really brought to mind to me uh, was, uh, did anyone listen to Dooku, Jedi Lost? It's like one of, yes. yes. It's one of my favorite things. I feel like it gets referenced really randomly on the podcast a lot. Um, and I think it's been a minute. But one of the things, and this isn't too much of a spoiler, but one of the things that happens in this audio drama uh, by Kevin Scott from, oh, I don't even know, 27. 2019, 2019, I think, right? Somewhere around there. But they're talking about the ancient Jedi in that audio drama. And one of the things they talk about is this mantra that the ancient Jedi used to say. And we pulled up the quote here. And that quote is, we call upon the three light, dark, balance, true. One is no greater than the others. Together, they unite, restore, center, and renew. We walk into the light, acknowledge the dark, and find balance within ourselves, for the force is strong. And I have no idea if that will be brought into James Mangold's um, movie, you know, about the Old Republic, but it feels like something similar could be at the very origin point of the Jedi. So I think this, I think this will be really interesting. I'm super excited for this one. Yeah, and I think James Mangold made Logan. I'm a huge Logan fan. I think that it, I just have a lot of confidence. I think that's going to be great if mm -hmm. he stays on the project. Not to be negative, but, you know. Um, and, <laughs> um, and then the second thing that was announced is particularly exciting for Caitlin and I, as huge know. Dave Filoni fans that we are. Dave Filoni is finally getting a feature film. Very exciting. And there was, th there was a lot of, like, yeah, it's very exciting. There was a lot of really, like, thankful energy about that on mm -hmm. stage. If you were in there, I think you felt that. There was a lot of, like heartfelt sentiment there, which I just think is very nice. And um, anyway, his film is going to be the culminating movie event, or I can't remember the terminology that they used back in that crazy 2020 uh, Investors Day. That They really did say like an event. event yeah, like, at a, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like the Avengers, basically. Um, and so that will focus on the New Republic and close out the interconnected stories told in The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and other Disney Plus series. I think other Disney Plus series, when they it's say that... It's a little that, cryptic. Yeah, it's like, okay, what? I guess maybe Skeleton Crew, but... Mm -hmm. um, all right. So I feel like, first off, I'm a little nervous about the closeout. 
Yeah, they did say that pretty definitively, close out uh, everything that has kind of been going on in the Mandoverse right now. Even though we spent like a month of John Favreau and Dave Filoni being like, I'm going to tell these stories till the Forever. day I die. But then they've got this announcement coming yeah, in just a couple Yeah, and I was like, weeks. wait, what? <laughs> You've been planning this. You have a close out. What's going to happen? Anyway, I, I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be great. And it'll be really fun to see that in theaters, I think. I think if you've ever seen Mandalorian on screen, like either at Celebration or somewhere else, I mean, it it's really special to see Star Wars on screen. I think that's the point. So I think it's it's great. I'm excited. Yeah, I think this is something that I'm really excited about for the movies. Um, you know, if you were in the Mandalorian screening the other day, um, or if you've been to any Star Wars screening, you know that, that I think that's something a lot of us are missing right now in Star Wars is that collective experience of seeing it with an audience. And so I think excuse me, my throat is so dry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think um, having these movies back, it's a real opportunity, kind of like what Charlotte said at the beginning, of having that collective Star Wars experience with other people more regularly, honestly, it sounds like. I mean, I have no idea what the timeline here is. We're probably talking about years and years. But I think it's a really great promise that at Christmas or in springtime, you know, sometime there's going to be a time when we're all going to the movie theater collectively to see new Star Wars, to experience it with a crowd. And I think that's something most of us like really hold on to in our Star Wars memories. I know I do. So and I think also, I'm really like, excited. I think it's so wonderful to be at Star Wars Celebration and be surrounded by people who love Star Wars too, but there is something fun about your like IRL friends going to the movies to see Star Wars and then talking about that th with them and then getting their perspective, which is different than if you're like really in it like we all are, right? I love that. And I look forward to that. And you all get the time. their questions about it afterwards. Like, well, it's always this? a timeline question. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. I'm like, I don't know how to help you. I think you got to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I get confused myself. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. So the last one. Yeah. This is, is the one, right? This is the, this this is is the, the one. one. I mean, if you're here, you know this is the one, <laughs> the one. for us. Yeah. So Shereem obeyed Shinoy. I think I looked up the pronunciation. I hope that's right. Um, the f her film will be set 15 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker and will feature Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. So Rey's back. Rey is back. Yes. I mean, seeing her walk out on stage, Daisy Ridley, it was, I don't know, it was, it was so great. I'm so excited. I think she looked amazing. I'm so excited to have her like back active in the Star Wars universe. I don't know, this just feels so special. I mean, there's so many questions still about Rey, right? And I think this is the opportunity that we really get to start exploring her story some more. Mm -hmm. I, I think that this, I mean, I know we were talking about the Dave Filoni film, and of course that's like right up our alley, but like, this is it for me. I yeah. think, I cannot wait. Yes, so I think that there's a lot of like, some worrying reactions about bringing Rey back and things like that, and that are kind of all over the spectrum, but I'm, not that concerned about it, and maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. I think that it makes sense to bring Ray back, and I do think that she would be a Jedi Master by 15 years after the Rise of Skywalker, and I was, you know, on stage, they had this pause where they just mentioned a Jedi Master, and mm -hmm. then they were like, do you want to meet the Jedi Master? And it took, like, it felt like a long time, okay, for her to come on stage and then this realization that that was Daisy Ridley. I think we all hoped that it was going to be Daisy Ridley, but what it's if like, it wow, wasn't? It, it's actually... <laughs> and 
so I was like, wait, if it was Can you imagine if they brought someone else, like, completely random, and you're like, oh, oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Like Jude Law. Like Jude Law, yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, like Jude Law. The Jude Law, I'm excited for Skeleton Crew. It looked great, and that trailer also wasn't released publicly, but the Jude Law is just so random, and when they first announced it last year at Anaheim, it was so funny to me, because it was like, and Jude Law's in it, and we were like... Great. Hey. Okay. <laughs> but he, he seems great. He's good they were after. like, you have to come out on stage this time, Jude Law. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're like, the people need to see you in person. Yeah. I kind of hadn't thought about if they had brought someone else besides Daisy Ridley out at the end there. Yes. I think. So yesterday, I just to comment a little bit more about Ray returning, yesterday we both went to the sequel trilogy mythology panel that What the Forest and Scavengers Horde put on. And it was so good. Rachel's in the audience. She's the best. And uh, I don't know, I think that all of them kind of touched on this a little bit and talked about how something that they really hope to see in this is some catharsis for Ray. And if you're a longtime listener, you know that that was my, sort of my biggest pain point with The Rise of Skywalker is that I felt like Ray didn't get enough catharsis about the end of her journey mm-hmm. in that movie. And I, I just think we could be getting a really different kind of Ray 15 years from now. Also, we should be, we should say that maybe Ray isn't going to be the star of this movie too. She could, 15 years isn't too long. It's a really interesting time period. It doesn't right? feel that long, but it also feels like a really, really long, long time. time. Yeah. yeah. But then you think about when this movie could actually be made, right? If it's the last out of the three that they kind of announced, I don't know. It could be 15 years. Yes. Yes. So, Caitlin, do you have any other thoughts about this? Yeah, I think, you know, if you've listened to our show, you know we had a lot of feelings about The Rise of Skywalker and kind of how things ended, and I think Charlotte kind of said it very well of, you know, the characterization of Rey was something that felt really different in The Rise of Skywalker. It wasn't really what we were expecting, and I can't say that I left feeling completely satisfied with where they left her at the end of that movie, and I think we always kind of hoped that we would revisit her, and I know that there is some kind of trepidation with that of, okay, well, what if it... What if I still don't like where they take her in the future? But I think you had said this, that you're not nervous about it. And I kind of can't be nervous about it right now because, you know, the only way we're going to find out what happens next with Ray is to actually get another story with Ray. You know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to not have that hope for where I want her story to go. Not that it has to go where I want it to go, but to, like you said, kind of have that catharsis uh, for her story, feel like um, she is satisfied with where she is in life and has a good understanding of who she is. I think that was something that was really missing for me from The Rise of Skywalker for and both Just more of us. time. We needed more time. Yeah, I think having so. more time with her. She's such a special character, and so it's great that... Daisy Ridley is coming back to do her. Mm-hmm. I, I think we had wanted that, but I don't think I'd ex- honestly expected it this soon. I thought it would be quite a ways away before we got. A, well, who knows when this movie is going to come out? So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, I would, I would imagine within the next fifteen. Years. Yeah, I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really special, and I think the fact that you know they've said that it's going to be about Ray. Uh, this is a lot of opportunity for our other sequel trilogy characters to come back. I'm, and I'm not just talking about Ben, but I am. Uh, but, you know, like, <laughs> we could finally get our Rose and Ray content, uh, our, their conversations, yes. Uh, Finn, Finn coming back. and Poe. There are so many opportunities for these other characters um, to see what they're getting up to in this, you know, however long it has or hasn't been in universe. And I think that's really exciting. These are such great characters. And um, it's great that, we're fun- that we know we're going to get an opportunity to at least revisit one of them. Mm-hmm. And of course, I also mean Ben Solo. I mean, 
Ben, ben has film. to come back. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> definitely what I want from those films, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I need. So, <laughs> I really want, and I think I've always, I've always maintained and I've been very hopeful that they've left it open-ended enough with Ben Solo at the end that I think things could move forward in a different mm -hmm. way. Yeah, and you know, we didn't write it down either, and we should have, but there was that Kathy quote, too, that came out earlier today about, um, let me see if I can remember it on the spot with all of you staring at me. Um, <laughs> but it was about uh, Ray figuring out the Jedi, isn't that what it said? Yeah. It was something about that, having questions build it from about, the books. Yeah, having a question about what the Jedi Order is now in this new this new age, you know, in the future. And so to me, that sounds like, yeah, that was my question. You know, how are we defining the Jedi, the Force, how we use the Force? Um, these were questions I wanted answered by the end of the sequel trilogy. So it sounds like, I don't know, you know, at least right now where we're standing, that that could be what we are exploring in the future. I want to know from a show of hands, which of these movies you are all the most excited about. Like so. one, two, three. Yeah. So the first one being the James Mangold movie, raise your hand if that's the one that you're most excited about. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Lots of hands. That's great. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> uh, number two, Dave Filoni's movie. Okay. Interesting. That's kind of even. All right. Number three, Ray coming back. All right. All right. I think this kind of tracks for our audience, kind of, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of evenly split. It's kind of, well, honestly. yeah, I think there's a more on the right, though. Yeah. yeah. But I think overall, pretty evenly split. Yeah. So that's really cool. All right. Let's talk about some other things that were released in the past couple days that we just haven't gotten a chance to talk about. Um, there was, even though the trailer and clip for the Acolyte wasn't released publicly, um, have you guys like watched like a bootleg at all? No bootleg. Okay, cool. All right. Have you heard anything from the panel oh, about the acolyte? It's it's really fun. I'm, we're really excited for Leslie Headland's uh, series. I think it's something that we're maybe the most optimistic for in terms of this the lineup. I am so obsessed with her show Russian Doll. If you guys have watched it, I don't know if anyone has. It's amazing. It's on Netflix. It's only a, Honestly, it's a few episodes, and you can just watch season one. Season two is great, too, but season one is also perfect. And I haven't watched it yet, and I really need to. Yeah, I've been begging her for years. Anyway. I will watch it before the Acolyte comes out. Yes. Okay, great. So, but it's really fun because Leslie Headland pitched it as Frozen meets Kill Bill, which is just incredible. Quite the combo, yeah, honestly. I, it's kind of, again, like, that's literally right up my alley. Like, I'm <laughs> so into that. And I think that's something that we wanted to take a moment to reflect on on stage here is how Leslie Headland seems to be a creator who really acknowledges the fan journey. And it was, it was great because she was the first creator I have heard speak in an interview really positively about growing up with the prequels. And it really made a big impact on me when she first said that. I think at the Rise of Skywalker premiere, she had that quote, and I was like, I'll never forget this. And I have not. And she basically, on stage, she said that before, too. Um, she, said, she said exactly the same thing about how she saw the special editions. Like, even the special edition shout-out, for some reason, was, like, very nice. It's like, wow. And, yeah, and then Heir to the Empire. And then the big thing, guys, she mentioned writing fan fiction. And Which is huge. Like we have a so star, great. yes, we have a Star Wars creator who acknowledges fan fiction, and wrote it, 
and now is making her own Star Wars series. It's going to be so good. It's so great. <laughs> I'm so happy. I just think, you know, she came up on stage during the panel two days ago, yesterday, um, and she kind of went through her whole journey with Star Wars, what, what Charlotte was saying, but she really didn't miss anything. Like, whatever it is that was your entry point to Star Wars, your favorite thing, whether it was the original trilogy, the special editions. That was my first entry point to the original trilogy was the special editions. Uh, fan fiction, Heir to the Empire, Clone Wars, Rebel. Like, she she literally named it all. Yeah. And there was something so genuine about the way that she talked about all of them. It wasn't like, let me remember a list and not miss anything. It was like, no, I know these stories. I know these characters. I know these time periods of fandom, like being a part of the fandom, I think... It was really special to hear, honestly, and it gave me a lot of faith in her in her work. And, and again, I haven't seen Russian Bell, but um, it just felt really nice to hear her be so genuine about all aspects of it. Because mm-hmm. we've sometimes heard creators not be as I don't know the right word respectful is. to the fan creation yeah. process of fan fiction. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's just great to. Okay. Well, one time when Charlotte and I were at a convention many years ago in Atlanta, there was this whole, it was Dragon Con, and there was this whole panel of authors. Okay. They were all men. And we're naming were all, names. I'm not naming names, okay. but was, they were all men, and they were all talking about uh, their journey from, you know, writing their own little stories to actually being published. Little stories, but not little fan stories. fiction. They and wouldn't I'm like, say li- just say fan fiction. fiction. It's fan fiction. It's okay. You can say it. But they, like, actively avoided the word. It was kind of strange, um, and there was another woman on the stage, too, uh, and she actually said, She's like, yeah, I wrote fan fiction. It was like, yeah, that's what you did. You mm-hmm. wrote little stories that were fan fiction, and then you became an It was an fiction author. made by a fan. And it's great. It's great. It's not a bad word. <laughs> so I don't know. There's something just so special about that. And if you're a longtime listener of Sky Talkers, you know that that has been a part of our journey, too. And, and when we first started the show, we were like, we can't talk about Literally, that. Literally, like, I you can't. Yeah, I've told this story before, but our yeah. first episode, Caitlin and I recorded in our closet, or her closet. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, smushed in there because we read that, like, that's where you get the best audio. And we did it, and our microphone wasn't even turned on. And we did all this yeah. work. And uh, I wrote on a note, like, this is what we're not going to talk about. Number one, no mention of fan fiction. And it's so crazy. It was like a weird stigma with there was it. A, there was. And yeah. it was just sort of like, I'm not going to put that part of myself out there. Yeah. This but, part of fandom that's actually super important to me. And, and I really, really love. Yeah. And all yeah. this to say, like, we're talking about Leslie Hudlin. I just want to note... We're talking about how nice it is that she was a fan, but like also Star Wars made from people who aren't fans is also extremely good too. And mm-hmm. I think having both of these two perspectives is fantastic. Like we have Tony Gilroy who like kind of hates Star Wars. Could care but, less. <laughs> but I, it's it's so satisfying in this weird way. I don't yeah. know. And he he makes great Star Wars. Actually, I will say he feels a little bit more positive on Star Wars at this like convention. Jovial. Yeah. I would say jovial about like, Star Wars. We, I'm like, wow, it's out. Star Wars fans. And it was like, whoa, Tony. Okay. All right. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. So, that, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of Tony for that moment, but I also think that he makes great Star Wars without being like a super fan, and that's totally fine too. But I guess from Leslie's perspective, I felt like this, I don't know, I feel this sort of kinship yeah. well, to her I, perspective. Yeah, I think, you know, to think about us, uh, however old we were when we started the podcast, you know, actively trying not to talk about something like fan fiction because of the label it might put on us to then have a director you know announcing the one of the biggest projects on a stage in front of thousands of people be like this thing is cool I did it it's awesome and now I'm here making my own Star Wars story yeah it it, it was not I don't want to say validation but it was just super cool it was super nice and yeah We've spent a lot of time talking about that moment, but clearly it meant a lot to us. We, we didn't even have like that much notes about that, so that was yeah. a tangent. 
Um, so I think with the accolade, something that is really interesting is it feels like it's going to be a show in which we are going to be sympathizing and identifying with the dark side user, which is, I think for me as a Anakin fan, kind of easy for me to do, but I feel like... <laughs> Super easy. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. I, I lo- yeah. I, I feel like... I love the fact that we're leading with that perspective, though, because it usually is not how it goes in Star Wars. And um, it also is really cool because if you're a fan of the High Republic, this show does take place in the High Republic. And it was announced yesterday that Vernestra from the books is going to be in the show and play a central character. And I that was a quote on StarWars.com, guys. Like, whoa, it's Yeah, happening. we were in the panel. Yeah, Oops. and it's Leslie's wife, Rebecca Henderson, who is playing her, which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, you know, we knew it was in the High Republic era. I don't think I realized it would be this tied to the High Republic. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Even though I did think that the Wookiee that they brought on stage was going to be Buryaga, but it was not Buryaga. Or is he? And I was like, okay, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's still a cool Wookiee. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There was a quote in the trailer. I don't know if I can just do read it. it. Is that okay if I read a quote yeah. from the trailer? Okay. Um, I won't tell you who said it. I'm even not 100% sure who said it. Uh, so I guess that's good. But one of the quotes in the trailers was, this isn't about good and bad. This is about power and who's allowed to use it. And I think, I mean, yeah, you're all nodding your head. Yes. Me too. We were like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I think this kind of theming works really well with the High Republic if you've read it um, or if you're thinking about getting into it. It is a lot about power and how they think about the force and using it and who's allowed, not allowed to have access, but how all these different parties are interacting with the Force in a really exploratory era of the galaxy. And so I think this is, this feels like a good, con, this feels like a conflict that would be expected during the High Republic era, because we have a lot of different, I guess, Force-using groups that are kind of emerging in this time period. So I think this, this makes a lot of sense, and I'm super excited to see where it goes. The fact that we're getting Vernestra in live action, I don't know. It's, it's going to be incredible, and I think it's going to look incredible, too. It, are, it really looks because good, Because if you've guys. ever seen any concept really art good. or any characters from the High Republic, their costuming is incredible. So the fact that we're going to get that in live action. Which I've seen, Kayla and I were just remarking about this, there have been so many High Republic cosplayers all around this celebration. It's so amazing mm-hmm. to see. I love those Jedi robes so much. The gold, yeah. Like little designs at the bottom. Yeah, we it's love so a design. Cool. It's, so, <laughs> it's great. I also think there's something really special about just how tied into publishing that it is. You know, the Higher Public was such a huge publishing initiative, something brand new. And so the fact that it is being paired with something in live action on such a massive scale, you know, I think we talk a lot about, you know, what people's favorite things are in Star Wars, whether it's TV or video games or books or live action, TV shows, movies. Um, but sometimes they, they all connect, but sometimes it's not as, I guess, like flush of a connection that I think we always want it to be. So the fact that these two are really kind of feeding off of each other in such a big way, I think is super special. The synergy. The, it's good corporate synergy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then after that, we got some skeleton crew information. I really thought that show was going to come out this summer, but they gave no date. Again, the intentional vagueness in these panels. Um, but it looks really good. I know they didn't release that public, publicly. It really looks like E.T. meets Stranger Things, which is kind of Stranger Things, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. The, the, the feedback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it looks really good. And I will say, I know it wasn't released publicly, I'm going to say it. Vane, the pirate guy in The Mandalorian right now, is was in the trailer. So, like, that was interconnected. And I think that was pretty cool. 
Um, so we won't say that much about it, uh, just based off of the fact that it's not public. I'm really annoyed. But well, Jude Law was on stage. Jude Law came on stage. And, <laughs> and it wasn't random, because we knew he was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're prepared. <laughs> anyway, okay, and then we got, we finished the panel with Indiana Jones. And the final trailer looked really great. And I am just really, I don't know if anyone else is an Indiana Jones fan, but um, I thought it was interesting that we ended the panel with that instead of the re-announcement. That was a choice in terms of the arrangement, but um, it was, um, it's going to be the movie of the summer. So excited for that. Um, we also saw, we went to the Ahsoka panel yesterday and we, got, we saw an extended trailer for that. And I feel like that wasn't released to the public. So we're like very stressed about yeah, we're how... not going to talk about the trailers at all from Ahsoka because they were like the same but different and but like I can't keep track of which one was which <laughs> so I just I don't think we should say anything about right right it looked it looked really good because though. there was something unexpected but also expected but also unexpected so. <laughs> wow that was so cryptic <laughs> it was pretty cryptic cryptic I'm sorry yeah I mean it was confirmed that Thrawn is back. So. Yeah. And I think Thrawn is going to be a central figure in the Mandalorian everything these days. So I think, yeah, I am super intrigued to see how that all wraps up and maybe that will feed into Dave's movie. Um, in a weird way, it feels like Dave's movie is the one that we know the most about in a strange way. I guess, I guess. I don't know. Rather, we know the characters. We know the characters. Be, yeah. yeah. Let me rephrase that. Right. We have the most familiarity with the characters and perhaps the time period. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of directors were announced, though, including Dave, Dave Filoni, Rick Famuyiwa, Peter Ramsey, who directed a, a, an episode or two episodes of The Mandalorian. I think one. One. Yeah. one. Um, and then uh, three women, uh, Jennifer Getzinger, who did Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Westworld, Gita Patel, who did Santa Clarita Diet, Mindy Project, and an episode of House of the Dragon. That's exciting. And then Steph Green, who did the best episode of The Book of Boba Fett. So, good, good. And I think it, you know, it's seeing all these people on stage, you know, along with the actresses um, and also the directors, it was clear that there are so many women in this project, which is super great. Yeah. <laughs> super special. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, um, something that we didn't touch on also was Andor. So Andor, yes, yes. Um, I think we mentioned Tony a little bit and how he's like very jovial, but um, he was, honestly, it, it, it sounds like it's exasperating work working on this show. It takes forever. <laughs> is that coming out till August 2024? Yeah, it's right? on the same schedule as, that's what he, he said, it's on the same track, which if you remember, didn't it feel like Andor season one was filming for like Ever. a million years? And I know yeah. that we had a pandemic in the middle of it, but like, it really felt like. It felt like we heard about it like a, a decade ago. It's filming ago. and it's still filming and it's a new year and it's still filming. It's not out yet. And <laughs> so when he's like, it's on the same schedule, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's a lot, but it sounds like it's coming out August 2024, which is exciting. So can't wait for season two. And there was also another confirmation that season two will cover four years with each arc being one year, which I think we're going to go through the emotional ringer, ringer. with that. It's going to be bad, guys. Yeah. It's going to be bad. <laughs> because I don't know. That's such... It's going to move at such a fast pace, I think, and it's going to be like being reintroduced to these characters and where they are every new arc because it'll be another year that has passed between the last arc. So I think that's going to be really interesting how they kind of 
frame each arc to catch us up on what's been going on, the successes that they've had, the failures, if they even cared to tell us mm. that. I don't know. I, I'm very excited to see how they kind of weave all the story threads together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I do have to say, did you guys see, there have been so many prisoners walking around. <laughs> and it was almost like the running of the Wilbur Hoods when they all did the I'm like jealous. Program. I really want that costume because it looks like pajamas. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I feel like I completely missed the memo, and I'm kind of sad. But so next celebration, I'm definitely doing it. If, but I don't know if it's gonna be as big. I don't. Uh, yeah, well, I miss the moment. It definitely will be. <laughs> My favorite is the one where he has uh, swim floaties on his arms. It's, it's kinda, Which is it's like it's dark, dark humor. It's dark. It's dark. It's dark. It's dark. <laughs> but it's really funny. <laughs> anyway, I love that, and I love the on program. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. That kind of concludes us talking about what was happening in that one panel. And I know that that was like, we went down a list and it was a lot of stuff, but can you guys yell out what you're most excited for from what we just talked about? I'm very Acolyte. curious. Acolyte? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Acolyte. Acolyte. Ray movie. Ray movie, yes. yes. Okay. Ray movie. Acolyte. Acolyte. Okay, Acolyte's going to be big, huh? <laughs> it's going to be so big. <laughs> yeah. Dawn yes. Of, yes. Yeah, okay, so the titles. I, I feel like it's going to be called Dawn of the Jedi, guys. The fact that they said that. I don't know. Was that? It's probably already a book, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank, for, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for confirming. We that. love the live fact check. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know what I'm most excited for. I think The Acolyte too. Yeah, but yeah, probably the same, honestly. Acolyte and The Right Movie, whenever Just getting movies out. again is what blew my mind, and I'm just very happy to get it's the confirmation. It's so fun. I yes. mean, you guys know we love speculation. We love thinking about yes. what could be coming next, and there's going to be a lot to Getting back into about. that. <laughs> getting, really flexing that brain muscle. <laughs> yeah, or just setting our expectations here, mm -hmm. which is dangerously. Yeah. Anyway. We did um, go to the 15-year uh, Clone Wars anniversary panel yesterday. Did anyone else go to that? It was really fun. It, it was, was so, so fun. fun. I mean, of course, okay, just a spoiler, but at the end, they said there's going to be more Tales of the Jedi uh, season two, which I'm so excited for. You guys know Tales of the Jedi was something we were really looking forward to. It's always great to have Dave back doing animation. animation. There's just something so special about it. And I love the way that he talks about Tales of the Jedi of... I was just going back and forth between, I guess, like home and like the Mandalorian. Uh, Manhattan Beach and San Francisco. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like riding on the plane. I'm like, when do you sleep? Because that seems like a big endeavor to take on, just kind of casually on the plane all the time. Um, well, he's like, I was jealous of the Bad Batch, yeah, so I wanted I think to go back to it. I love it. <laughs> Cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And so I'm so happy that it's coming back. However, he did kind of, the announcement was kind of weird. I feel like I don't um, fully understand if he's coming back to direct any of them or if he's like handing it over as a project, yeah. which either way, I'm still going to be excited about it. But he spoke with this confidence of wanting to kind of preserve George Lucas's legacy of continuing Lucasfilm animation as an animation house. Yeah. And I think that was just really great to hear as... I don't know. I feel like there, there's sometimes I'm like, well, what are they? I, I know they're just doing the Bad Batch right now, and the Bad Batch is amazing, but Lucasfilm Animation is sort of, we thought about this yesterday in the, the fact that it's been 15 years since the Clone Wars came out. That like journey Caitlin and I were on from the very beginning to the very end. Caitlin got into Star Wars when Star Wars was done, and it was like mm -hmm. 
Clone Wars was what we're rallying around. We were there for the movie, we watched it together. I was living in London actually here at the time and I flew back for her birthday for a weekend and it was a very yeah. insane endeavor and I was like, you have to wait to watch the Clone Wars movie in theaters because I'm not yeah. gonna be able to see it with anyone else, no one's gonna go, wanna go with me. And we went and we were the only people in the theater and it was really sad. And it, we went to a 10 a.m. showing, so like that was on us. <laughs> But it's still, we were the only ones I think there. we probably still would have been in a very empty <laughs> No, we're going to have confidence, okay? No matter what time of day we yeah. went. And, uh, yeah, so all that to say, I feel like Lucasfilm Animation has been such a big part of our fan journey that it was really great to hear Dave Filoni say how important it is, especially as he's transitioning to live action as a main medium, to be like, no, George... I was George's apprentice, and he believed in this so much, and I want to make sure that it's thriving, it's living, it's and producing, fostering, fo yeah, more, fostering yeah. more, and um, yeah, so I was really excited about that, and yeah. I, I think that, I don't know, I, I feel like the announcement is, was like a little unclear, but I did like that sentiment. Again, a little vague, yeah, yeah. No, no time, no, no schedule, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, Who do you want the Tales of the Jedi season two to be about? That's what I was thinking about, I knew you were going to... Plo Koon. Plo Okay. But Ben Solo? Did you guys? Did you say Ben Solo? Okay. Oh, okay. Why yeah. did I? Why did I say Plo Koon? I, I don't know. <laughs> Plo, Plo Koon would make the most sense too. It's kind of like time for. But Dave Ben Solo to, would be great. I mean, okay, but what if it's like a you know how Ahsoka and Count Dooku were kind of paired? Plo Koon, Ben Solo. I have no idea what that is, but <laughs> <laughs> it could be a really interesting. Well, I saw pairing. someone suggest online Leia and Ben Solo, and I thought that would be intriguing. Oh wow, that would be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Star Wars is tragedy. It is tragedy. Yeah. Luke and Ahsoka would oh, be Oh, that cool. would be such a good one. That oh. would be so good. That would be so good. I do have to say that I think it's really funny that a couple of different actors in between like the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and like the Book of Boba Fett, when like big characters have come on screen, I think like mainly Luke, um, they have been convinced by Dave Filoni that it's Plo Koon who's actually coming back. And it's in the and script as Plo Koon. Yeah, and they're like, I believed it was Plo Koon. I thought it was And Plo. I'm kind of like, that's on you if you believe that's Plo Koon. <laughs> like at this like, point. It's, ha it's, it's happened multiple times that he's told people, you know, it's Plo Koon who's coming to save Grogu. And then I think he was also like in the Jedi Temple. And then also um, like when Luke was coming in one of the shows, I can't remember which. Boba. But I'm like, that's that's kind of on you to believe that it's Plo Koon at this point. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like first rule about Dave. <laughs> He's going to lie to you and tell you it's Plo Koon. <laughs> yeah, what, like. We say, yeah, then we'll have egg on our face. Watch so, that. Yeah, look, yeah, come back, listen to this. <laughs> it would be so funny if it leaked for like Tales of the Jedi that it was all about Plo Koon, but it was actually about Luke. <laughs> That would be perfect. Be really <laughs> or that, again, that it actually is about Plo Koon. <laughs> I would love that. I love Plo. I mean, yeah, he's a great character. Yeah. It's, just, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, oh, I did want to add, there was one really fun anecdote that Dave, um, I feel like if you've been around Star Wars a lot, you've kind of heard some of the same stories a couple of times from these creators in different ways. But there was a new one from Dave and Killian uh, Plunkett. Killian Plunkett on the Clone Wars panel where they were talking about how they used to find ways to sneak into the archives on Skywalker Ranch at Lucas. Lucasfilm Skywalker Ranch uh, to like prove bets. Like they would have a prop that they, you know, were debating using as a reference, debating what color, how it looked. And they'd be like, oh, this helmet is blue. And, you know, someone else would be like, no, it's green. And they're like, well, we have to settle this. Uh, but you apparently have to have like a super legit reason to go into the archives, which of course which is, makes sense. It makes sense, but it was disappointing. But I'm for also me like, is it, is it Dave Filoni? He has to have a super legit reason to go into the archives. He can't just be like, 
I gotta settle this bet, I gotta win this 20 bucks. Um, but I, I thought it was a really fun anecdote and one that I hadn't heard before. Yeah, that, it, it was good. But then it, it, it kind of like dashed any hope I had in my life about going to the oh, Lucasfilm archives. Because I was like, yeah. wow, it sounds extremely like locked and keyed. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There's still a lot to come in terms of announcements, vision, season two, discussion tomorrow, Bad Batch. What are they gonna tell us of the Bad Batch? <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, we're, no spoilers. No spoilers, okay. But I think it's gonna be a time. <laughs> <laughs> so. I hope so, I hope so. Yeah. I will say, you know, one thing that I think Celebration always does for me, and I think especially, like, I know we've been talking a lot about the showcase panel, but there's such a breadth of stories coming out, and I think it always reminds me of just how, I'm not going to phrase this right, but, like, cyclical Star Wars can be in a lot of ways, and how the thing that wasn't the favorite, you know, so talking about Clone Wars being the only one in the theater at 10 a.m., no one cared about this new Star Wars thing, to it having its 15-year anniversary, to being one of the most beloved projects that Star Wars has done in the last couple of decades. I don't know. There's just something really hopeful about it, of the fact that, I don't know, everything's going to kind of have its time to shine and be in the sun and to be adored and to be the nostalgic thing. I kind of really feel really strongly about that with Star Wars, you know, especially coming as people who were prequel fans. That was kind of our first foray into Star Wars and to have that not have any presence whatsoever. Mm -mm, really. Our first celebration in it was 2010. Like digging. We went in 2010. Yeah, yeah. and uh, now you know it's it's so beloved, and I think I've seen I've seen so many Padmes this celebration. It's I the best ever. There's I don't think I've seen more like Padmes. Two ever. or three official Padme panels. What the heck? That is the best thing it's ever. Crazy. We're in the Padme Yesterday, zones. Arzu yes. did one too. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just think there's something so it's something I'm reminded of at celebration. Kind of every time we go, it's just. Everyone has their thing, their entry point, this thing they love about this galaxy. And, you know, you don't have to love it all, but that thing, it, it's going to have its time to shine. And I think that's really special. And I think even thinking about, like, the sequel trilogy coming back eventually, you know, I think a lot of people kind of like to say bad things about the sequel trilogy right now, but it, it, it's Our coming. Our comment section right now. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, we had a TikTok about Ray on on TikTok. It went super viral went and it's, pretty viral it's literally and a mess. Guys. You can imagine the comments in it. I've been trying to moderate but it's like it's, impossible. It's like impossible yeah. but everything's going to have its time to come back around and I think that's so special about Star Wars and the fact that there are just so many new stories that are coming out. You don't have to love everything. Leslie said that. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Headland said that I think when she was on the Star Wars stage show um, she said you know the Acolyte's coming out and you don't have to love it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is actually so appropriate to say and I I don't know there's just something really special um about celebration and kind of all the stories that are getting told yeah and i think we'd also be remiss to say you know in 2010 when we went to our first celebration there are pretty much two women characters that you could dress up as leia and padme that's who we were and ahsoka at that point yeah, and yeah. Ahsoka. but there weren't that many people dressing up as ahsoka at that no, time. no no uh, but now the panel for this clone war sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no, but no, no. in 2010 was so small it was like twice the size of this room mm -hmm. it was really small uh, it was in that I mean, we can't even imagine that these days. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But now there are so many more women that are being characters that are behind the camera. There are so many more people of color. There's so many more, so much more diversity. Uh, and of course, there's always room for more. Um, but I think it's been great to see how far things, how much things have the changed evolution. in a really positive direction, and that it can only keep going forward. Is is my hope. Yeah. <laughs> but that it really does feel like it's going in that direction. Yeah. And I'm, it's really great to be a Star Wars fan right now. I think, guys. Yes. 
Um, so I think that's kind of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I really wanted to hear from you all if you had anything really wild and wacky happen to you at Star Wars Celebration, if you have any fun stories or I know we talked about because I wanted to ask this because I feel like we talked about like the heavy hitters from the big panel, but so much of Celebration is about the other stuff, the Celebration magic, the things that are so... Would you believe we haven't been able to go to the Collector's stage show yet? After we talked for like an hour about everything... I'm like ashamed. <laughs> I'm ashamed to sit here and tell you that. Yes. <laughs> It's, to- it's so right small. by the, the live stage, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we <coughs> want to go to the collector stage so bad, but if anyone has any fun stories, feel free to share. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. I was waiting in my Hayden Christensen line yesterday morning, and Anthony Daniels walked in. Oh, my God. I was like, waved at him, and then he came over, and I was like, panicking. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, he, like, com- he complimented my sister's uh, outfit, and then, like, like, sassed people around, and then, like, took a picture with some kids, and- that's amazing. Wait, that's so fun. He's 3PO in real life. I've actually heard that people have been having a really good time with Anthony Daniels this, this celebration. <laughs> celebration. I feel like a lot of people have had a very similar experience. Like, he's yeah. been getting around. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I was just exploring, and um, I happened to go into, like, the area where they were doing tattoos. Uh-huh. Um, and I saw, like, someone getting a tattoo of Yaddle. Yes. And um, I was like, wow, that's cool. And I ended up moving around a bit. And I realized it was Matt Martin from the story group. I was going to say, didn't I, I see this tweet? Oh God, can I say anything? How weird is that? And I did see something. Good. Like, oh Matt's the nicest. It, it was strange, but nice. I love a Yaddle tattoo. Yeah. As someone with no tattoos, Yaddle tattoo, I love that concept. I mean, the fact that someone with Matt Martin's influence and... Like stature at Lucasfilm is out uh, here getting a out, of, out here getting a Yaddle tattoo. <laughs> it just these are the people we get creating Star Wars for us, and that's just so fun. Yeah, yeah. Our fortieth Jedi panel yesterday. Warwick Davis and Anthony Daniels had some really good banter going on. I think they should start their own podcast. Yes, Warwick needs a podcast. He's yeah. He's so he's funny. hilarious. He's so funny, and I think if anyone. We loved Willow season one. I know it did not get renewed, but I feel like there's still of, hope, they, it, okay? They kind of there's put a pause hope. on it. It kind of felt like they put a pause on it. Yeah. A long John Kasdan, like, re- reassured us afterwards. But mm-hmm. um, if you watch any of the behind the scenes of those, that and, like, the little clips that they released, it's all led by Warwick's humor, and it is so funny. So yeah. I definitely recommend checking yeah. it out. That's really funny. The little Willow documentary is like all about it's Warwick it's, Davis. It's unserious. It's it's really fun. I definitely recommend <laughs> yeah. if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else want to share? Yeah. Yes. The Creature Cantina panel was really, really good yesterday. Um, there were two folks that I guess Neil Scanlon had met the previous day, and so he had them come to the panel and then come up on stage where one of them got to operate the puppetry for one of the animatronic heads. Wow. That's so cool. A cosplayer and had her wearing one of the creature costumes. Oh my gosh. And they did a little improv thing with the uh, with Brian Harry and some of the other uh, creature shop folks there. And Ian McDermott made a surprise, like, five-second cameo on the stage and then just walked off. There was no acknowledgement of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's amazing. He literally just, like, walked on and then... He was on stage, the lights went down, then he did, like, one of his, uh, 
like voice things and you give a couple lines, lights came up, you see him, and then he walks off. That's incredible. I think that might top the resurrection comment. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I mean, yeah, that's that's amazing. That's so funny. Anyone else have a fun story? Yeah, Brad. I got an autograph with Denise Goff yesterday when I told her that um, her and Kyle Sullivan were quite a pairing. She set couples goals. And <laughs> 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 Anthony Carboni also asked uh, Kyle Sullivan about them. <laughs> That's amazing. They are such a duo. Yeah, they are. They are so funny. Like IRL, I, we fell in love with them mm -hmm. when we got to do the Andor roundtables, and we were like, these characters, they know they're like, these are the best, and it was just. <laughs> they, they were the only paired interview from Andor, yeah. and again, I mean, I think you all know now their chemistry was just off the charts, and they had such a good time with each other. It was like their like IRL chemistry is off the charts. I yeah. don't, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> the I situation. Would, I would love to see more. <laughs> I would love to see more bloopers from like all of their scenes that they got to film together because I'm sure there are some really excellent outtakes. We'll never get them. I don't know. Sorry, I don't mean. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. <laughs> well, I want a blooper reel. So like, we need more blooper reels, don't you think? We it's right? been so long since we've gotten a blooper. Who does anyone else remember uh, on your DVD when we were younger doing the one one three eight and then it becoming a blooper reel? I mean, Anakin falling down all the time. It's amazing. <laughs> So good. That one's so good. Yeah. So I'm a huge Chewbacca fan, right? So like, I at my first celebration, I got both an autograph and photo op from Peter Mayhew. And uh, last year at Anaheim, I got to meet Angie Mayhew, his widow. And you know, she just recently yeah. Yeah. before celebration started. And uh, so on Monday, I uh, got an autograph from Jonas. Uh, I got a photo op with him last year, uh, but it, it was interesting. It's kind of ironic because when I had my autograph with Peter Mayhew, he was super late, and then Jonas was super late. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and you know the big fan that I am, you know, I I, I waited the hours to you know, uh, and uh, but so like just that whole experience though was really cool because even like while I was waiting, so like. Um, Brian Herring passed by when he was leaving his booth and we said hi to each other and then uh, Silas Carson when he was leaving Oh, that's so uh, nice. I, I told him to have a great day and he was like, oh, thank you so much, you too, you know? And then like uh, Aiden Cook, uh, he was there the whole time I was waiting and then he looked over at me once because I was still there and he just started laughing. <laughs> uh, and then uh, when Jonas finally showed up, because he had like a bunch of press that he had to do and stuff, and you know, I, like uh, I forget who first said like how are you doing and all that, and then I was like, you know, I'm so excited for you to be a Wookiee Jedi. And yeah, it's so great. We talked about that, and you know, talked about Peter Mayhew because I brought up how you know um, I had his photo op and autograph. And, and then went from there to talking about Angie Mayhew like, mm -hmm. and meet her and how she passed away. It was just, it was just like, you know, being like a huge Wookiee yeah. Chewbacca fan. It was like the best conversation ever. That's awesome. You know, and then like we ended it with our, you know, our Wookiee wars. <laughs> it was so cool, you know, like, uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. That sounds like such a great memory, like a core memory. Yeah, core memory. I love that the Wookiees are late. That's their, their yeah, thing now. Yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah.
Anyone else? Yeah, back there. Uh, it was the Higher Public panel was great because I love those authors and the books are really cool. But they brought out Leslie Headland to talk about what it meant to set the acolyte at the end of the Higher Public era and like to hear her passion for that like publishing. Yes. That's so rewarding for yeah. High Republic fans. I wish we were there. We love the High Republic. We're a little behind, but. Yes. Amazing. Thanks. So cool. Okay, yeah, back there. Look, I'm like not a shy person at all, but I meant to make sad coffee yesterday and really got like the front of the crowd yesterday. And then I just kind of watched it. I have a tattoo of you. That's amazing. She's great. Um, let's do right over there. So, Acolyte made the announcement, and actors came out. One was dressed as Padme, and then. Yes! Oh, yeah. Amanda. Someone whose profession. Yes! And it was just to do that, yeah. I completely agree. She had to give a disclaimer. She did. It was so funny. I, I'm just a fan. I'm not coming back. Pa Padme's <laughs> not coming back. I was like, all right. <laughs> Right? That's so true. We've heard some really good stories about Amanda as well when when she was a uh, like backstage show. So I think she's very excited to be in Star Wars. Very excited. Yes. I'm so jealous. Oh wow. Yeah. He's so giving. One thing I think he, he's so personable. He's so personable. Yeah. When, we've never been to a Doug Chang panel, and it's a whole thing. Like, we just never make it. And then we'll watch, like, a clip online, and then we're like, I don't know, he's just, like, so nice. And we're like, wow, like, why am I tearing up at the, watching this man draw? Like, it's amazing. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so beautiful. But one thing I think Celebration is really cool for, and I don't know if they're doing them now but they have the portfolio reviews and yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool that they do that and they offer that every year you know it's just I, I find that to be really special that there's a really good balance of like giving back to the fans mm -hmm. constantly so again I've said this many many times but we get a celebration for our like nerdy convention it's not just a convention it's, it's, a, it's con. a celebration yeah. and that word means something and it's really great that that's, that's what we get yeah yeah so I think right. that's it. Yeah, I think we are going to have to wrap it up. But thank you guys so much for thank coming. Thank you. Uh, I want to take a selfie, though. Yeah, we do want to take a selfie, so please don't move. Can I take a selfie? Sorry. It's so embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's try it again. Why am I not good at this? <laughs> okay. I'm just oh, literally so bad. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's see.
Okay, wait, wait, wait. It's difficult. It is. Do we need to press it? Okay, what? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. I've been taking selfies like all day. It's a really bad selfie. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, we are going to be going to the Talking Bay 94 show, uh, show that is starting in a couple minutes, uh, but we will be around after that to chat if anyone would like to say hi or anything like that. But there are lanyards and buttons on uh, the chair at the very end if you don't have one or would like an extra. I said this in the beginning, but my suitcase was already overweight coming here, so... Please help me out. Her suitcase was literally 57 pounds. Like, she's not playing. You don't have like, to share. <laughs> Thank you all so Thank much. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it.